just got back, not but just a few minutes ago. I took a shower. Man, I tell you, this this is this was one of the longest trips I think I've ever done. I think altogether it was about 24 hours with a little bit of catnap here and there. And it looks like we're live. So welcome everybody to ClearProp TV Paramotor Podcast, also known as PPG Grandpa's Paramotor Podcast. If you just want to listen to us, we do have the audio version and you can go over to paratalk.org. Tonight is episode 159 and tonight we're going to be talking about, well, I guess about a lot of things, but mostly the trip that we took over to Florida. I was able to take this wonderful guy, David. Uh, the doctor said that they gave him 30 days to live. His last wish was to go and learn how to fly. So it was really difficult to find somebody that would be able to get him up on the tandem because he does weigh a little bit more than a, a typical pair, uh, pilot. So we looked around, we tried to get some people to, to take him up. And Mark and Shanna over at Serenity Island in Florida said, bring them down here. Let's see what we can do. So we went down and let me tell you, we, we ended the podcast last week. We got a little bit of sleep. We jumped in the car and we drove all day, all night, most of the day, got there, continued to talk to them. I mean, obviously when you get there, it's like, hey, how are you? I had a great time, you know, and meet up everybody. And it was really wonderful. Got a little bit of sleep, but we got up really early and I took my first flight on the trike and I was exhausted and it didn't take very long for the winds to kick up. So we had a lot of good time as far as a lot of training, a lot of knowledge. Uh, Mark, Mark was a really good trainer down there and David really sucked it in. He was like, man, this is really interesting. I really like what you guys got going on here. So um, anyway, tonight we're going to be talking about that. Also talking about the things that I learned over in Florida and the things that I learned all right, here's something real quick, just just to break in the, the things that I learned as an instructor. One of the things that I like to do is to, you know, uh, I train foot launch and I train trike. One of the things that they not only did they tell me about, but they also gave me is this little gadget. What do you think this is right here? And you probably see a little remote and you probably see this thing with a transmitter. And if you think a remote kill switch, then you are absolutely correct. So this is a remote kill switch. So as I'm training someone on the trike, I can hold this in my hand. And if it oscillates too much and it seems like it's too dangerous and I say kill, 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 but the motor doesn't kill, I can actually remote kill the motor. Um, I never heard of this. And once again, that's why you go to advanced training. You learn about a lot of neat things anyway. This is going to be a wonderful podcast about a lot of interesting things, everything about safety, about trikes, and we got a really wonderful panel here. Uh, Will Fly just got back and was able to log in to be on here. Scuba Steve is on here and a pair of moms on here. So let's go and say, say hello to everybody real quick. Will Fly, you just got back from Florida. How was that trip, buddy? I so wished I, I I'm so wish I got back. I'm only halfway there, so I decided I'd pull over and spend the night and uh, got a Cracker Barrel. So 
good food for your accommodations. You can't be that. <laughs> oh my gosh. So, okay. I thought that you weren't going to make it back tonight. So you, you actually stopped while on the side of the road using your phone to be on here tonight. Will fly. Thank, thank you so much. That is amazing. Yeah, man. Had a real nice weekend. Went, uh, down to Florida to, to hang out with my uh, homies, Shane and Mark, uh, smart car, Brian, his family and Krista. And, uh, yeah, just had a great time. You know, it was condensed soup as far as activity. And uh, tomorrow night, we're going to have a great show. We'll, you know, tell you all about our uh, our um, shenanigans that we tried to pull and uh, something to do with uh, crossing the state of Florida. But I'll give you a hint. We started out as five. Oh, <laughs> we're left. Yeah. <laughs> I think I know where this is going. So for those of you out there that don't know what he's talking about, Will, real quick, can you tell us uh, what podcast is this and how do we get over there tomorrow uh, evening? Yeah, man, it's called Paramotor Hangout and it's every Tuesday at 8 p.m. on YouTube. Uh, quickest, bestest way is uh, to just go to ppgshane.com. It'll take you right over there. Should be a good show. It sounds like it's going to be amazing. Um, if it seems like I don't have the pep in my step like I normally do, I was just telling them before we went live that I just got back, took a shower, took some things out of the car, threw some stuff in the washer, and here I am. I mean, I just got back just in time for this. So I apologize if I don't have my normal flare <laughs> whatever, whatever you want to call it the grandpa flare uh, so thank you will Same. fly we definitely appreciate that and of course too if you guys don't know will fly definitely go over to willflyppg.com uh, subscribe to his YouTube channel, hit that bell notification. He comes up with some amazing stuff and something tells me after this flying, he's going to have some good stuff uh, up there. I hope you do. I'll be watching. <laughs> Thanks. We also got Scuba Steve in the house and he actually has a really interesting podcast on Fridays. Uh, Friday, Scuba Steve, can you tell us about that real quick? Uh, Friday, 8 to 10 Eastern Standard Time. I do a lot of talking about vaping and rebuilding and new mods and stuff like that and a little bit of paramotor talk i like to sneak that in there when i can i'm probably gonna have to separate the channel out once i start doing a lot of flying to a whole nother channel because it'll get too confusing <laughs> i don't know I, I came over to your channel and that was really neat the way you were talking about vaping and then you know when you're ready to launch you vapes to see which way the wind's going before oh. you launch i mean you know you did some really good stuff that actually intermingled yeah it, so i mean it's good <laughs> yeah. so how do we get to that channel on friday um you can just go to paramotordude.com that'll take you straight over to my youtube channel um that's the easiest way to find me uh, there you go paramotordude.com friday paramotordude. 8 to 10 yeah paramotordude.com excellent there you go all right well thank you so much scuba state for making here also and mm -hmm. we also got the beautiful linda anderson also known as paramomusa.com how are you doing miss linda hey, i'm good welcome chatters listeners viewers everybody out out there tonight on monday night what number show is this tonight i gotta keep better track Tonight is 159. This is season four. We've been doing this four years, and this is episode 159. That's cool. So next we're going to be season 160. So that's, for some reason, that just sounds so cool. You know, I mean, gosh, 
four years, I think, going on the show with you guys with uh, with uh, Clear Prop TV podcast. I, it, it's so much fun. I totally look forward to Mondays, and I'm I'm happy that you guys are that you got back safe, Grandpa, and that we'll fly. You be careful and get back safe too tonight, and get your rest and your vitamins and all that stuff. And, but uh, welcome everybody. It's just a kind of a laid back show tonight. So just chill with us. Thank you for joining out there. I can't, I don't know who's out there yet, but we'll find out in a little bit. So absolutely. Thank you, Greg, Greg Laney says, uh, uh, Sean, that the words you were looking for is it's a certain je, je ne sais quoi. Yeah, that French <laughs> word that just didn't come to me. I don't know why the French. <laughs> I mean, the only thing I can think of right now that's French is French toast, maybe French fries, but that's it. My brain is fried, like French fries. <laughs> uh. <laughs> and if you want to be on the show or you want to mo more information about the show in depth, go to ParamomUSA.com. That forwards over to Linda's uh, uh, Facebook and you can yes. PM her and say, hey, I want to be on the show and she'll hook you up. Hey, just, just call me. Master me, text me, whatever you want to do, and I'll get you set up. So Excellent. It's a lot of fun, as you can see. It is. It really yeah. is a lot of fun. Yeah. So I learned a lot, but I know one of the things that you guys are wondering, did David get up in the air? Well, unfortunately, the wind did not uh, cooperate. We didn't have a big enough wing to accommodate that. Uh, we actually got me and another guy in the tandem trike just to check it out. We only got like maybe a hundred or so feet um, because you know we're we're big boys and he weighs a little bit more than me, so we knew that it wasn't going to happen. So we got up with uh, a couple of dealers. We got up with the Apco dealer and over at Kangook America, and they both have really good deals on some tandem wings, uh, forty-two meter, and we're going to find out which one would be the best for us. Order that and get that taken care of. So um, he's really doing well. He is so excited. Uh, he's also exhausted. I think he went, I would just dropped him off also. I think he crawled directly in bed, did not pass go, nor did he collect 200 bucks and zonked out. So uh, he had a blast and it was absolutely amazing. Um, anyway, last week, because we don't have the spinny wheel winnie things because of Will Fly, last week we did have a special name or a special code that we decided that we wanted to use for this week's um, winner. So if you rem remember what it was or you heard it, you win a Vortex Arrow travel mug, which is amazing. Um, if you don't know, Linda, this, this uh, gray thing that's on top, right? You put a can in there, like your can of Coke or whatever, and then you put that on top of it. Now you have a koozie that really keeps it warm or cold or whatever nice you're you're on you're on mute paramon okay it took me the longest time to figure out what this green piece was for and i was at my son's and we i kept playing with it and i'm like what is this for and he grabs it takes it okay you know that you have a green screen behind you we can't see the green thing that you're talking about. Oh, 
Well, the, you go. <laughs> oh, that's <laughs> it's just it's just blank. It's just your oh, back. Okay. Well, you know what I'm talking about. That piece right. That you it's, have. it's a it's a rubber piece that goes on the bottom. So you yeah. got a couple. You got three pieces that go with this. Yeah. A rubber piece that goes on the bottom, so yeah. things don't move around. You have yeah. a travel mug piece, the normal one that comes up, so you can sip and then you know clicks down so you don't spill yeah. anything and then this gray <laughs> thing right here where you can put a can of soda in and put this oh. soda thing in, or put the top on and screw it on now you have a koozie a really good koozie from vortex arrow anybody yeah. say That's what nice. the name yeah was? i didn't know what that green thing was for and it just you just pop it on the bottom of the of the can or whatever so it doesn't oh my goodness guess over. what i'm looking up here and i already see that everybody said now you got to spell it right so yeah, do we Batman got it. spelled oh, thanks, it Batman. right? I don't, I don't know. Dewey's Millstead. Dewey's Millstead spelled it right. It's camel yep. toe, like we're towing the camel up in the air. Yay! Ah. So Dewey's, you win. That's Paramotor Woman. You can find her at paramotorwoman.com if you want to. Dewey's, just uh, give me a holler, uh, text Good me, tomorrow, and we will send that out to you. Congratulations! So now we also want to say. You know to other people all right so we want to say congratulations to serenity island um they did get the the correct spelling but not quickly in time i'm sorry about that uh semper flydillis got it right bill h got it right cool. just not quick enough but thank you so much deweese make sure you text me tomorrow and we'll send you this out and this is from vortex arrow yay you're gonna love it deweese you're gonna love a, it got a question about your engine kill yes um is it or do you know yet is it a quick press or do you have to push and hold um I'm, actually I'm i do not know um this is what i got from Mark and Shanna from Serenity Island. They gave okay. me this right here. This is all the stuff. And I got the instructions. I'm just so, hoping it's a push and hold just because sometimes there's some strange radio signals out there. And if right. they're taking off and it hits it and kills it and brings them right back down, that could be a bad thing more than a good thing. But if and, it's a and, push and hold, you're probably was, okay. Uh, well, I see on this too, it looks like it has a lock and unlock. So I'm not yeah. quite sure how this works like i said i just got in the house and I, I can't wait to read up on this and find out all about this uh, i learned so much i can't even tell you i well i can i can't even begin to tell you how much i was able to learn i mean just absolutely fantastic um and there's a couple of other things that i want to talk about also as far as the things that i learned over there because these things can transfer over to you guys you know, you don't need to be an instructor to learn some of these things. Obviously, you're not going to have this. But as far as these other things that I'm going to be talking about, this will really help you out as a paramotor pilot, trike pilot, or anybody that wants to go and fly in the sky. Um, anyway, um, we will continue talking about that. And like I said, David was so happy. He learned so much. And the sparks in his eyes just grew like this. He was like, this is going to give me something to live for and he was fasting he was eating healthy he's wheelchair bound but let me tell you he was walking around with a cane he was walking around so much and got so strong he left his cane down there so uh mark and shanna if you find the cane uh when we come back 
he may or may not need that. <laughs> wow. So he is doing so good. I mean, can you imagine having so much excitement in your life? You're like, I want, I want to live so bad. I want this. And this is one of the reasons why we have these nonprofits out there. You know, you have uh, the big one, Resurgence PPG, that's trying to help disabled veterans get up in the sky. We have Project Airtime that takes up anybody on a tandem so they can feel what it feels like. You know, this is absolutely amazing. We started uh, run into the sky to help disabled veterans also with equipment. And uh, we got amazing people that can actually fabricate different types of trikes to help people that may not have an arm, may not have a leg, you know, to be able to get them up in the sky. So we are really getting a lot of people involved with this. And I cannot wait to see what actually comes of this by the end of the year. I mean, I am so excited. If this can help this guy, I mean, I, I, I'm, I got chills. I really do. This is going to be so absolutely amazing. Um, anyway, uh, Will, uh, any questions out there? I got some questions. Okay. Um, Daniel Ross says, uh, resurgence rocks. I'm just going to say, yeah, I agree with that right on. But uh, on that key fob, one of those buttons say eject. <laughs> And you know what? Um, I see where this is going. And why not have an eject? You know, I mean, I just watched Top Gun Maverick again, and I think that we need to have an eject for these things. Yeah, no, seriously. Um, you know, we've talked we've talked several times about uh, having an alternate cutoff kill switch. And I'd, I'd love to know more about that and wonder if that could be converted. I mean, you'll know more when you go to install it, how easy it is to install. But if that could be used as an alternate kill switch. Oh, my goodness. I didn't even think about that. There's been numerous times that my kill switch did not work. And I had Mine to yeah, pop off the uh, spark plug or try to kill it. You know, and that's dangerous getting your hands back there. So having something like this, and it looks like it does have a clippy, but you could, I guess, you know, zip tie it on your on your throttle. So if that kill mm -hmm. switch doesn't work, you just reach over and press that, and it that's a really good idea. Now, did you just say that, or was that in the chat? No, I just said that because I'm interested yeah. in that. So I mean, I there'd be think, uh, and, ba and back to you know back to what Steve was saying. It is it also depends on is it a press and hold? Is it a instant you know boom right Let that matter you know yeah. um so yeah that could be bad if you're taking off and accidentally bump that and kill your engine and it just you face plant or something you know that that would be bad i'm hoping it's a push and hold if not there may be a setting you can change to make it push and hold or it may be like sean's thinking it has a lock unlock maybe you have to unlock the remote before it activates if that's the case that'll work too yeah yeah unlock the I'm remote then then hit the kill yeah, I'm not sure yet, but there's. Oh, uh, you'll have plenty of time. I know you don't want to read right now. You're tired, yeah. man. Don't don't worry yeah. about that. A lot of <laughs> stuff right there. So I am really, really excited. And like I said, you know, um, Air Sports USA down there, Mark and Shanna are are absolutely amazing. They're they're SerenityIsland.org. You know, they're doing so many things for people down there too. Um, they they're the ones that do the Parapalooza. You know, so they actually own an island. They they want to help you out. They really helped me out too. So definitely shout out to Mark and Shanna. 
um, over at Air Sports USA and Serenity Island. Uh, another thing that they gave me too, now I know that we do not need to keep logs, okay? But one of the things that I learned was these are really inexpensive. I mean, you can just print these things out. I, uh, once I find a digital copy of this, I'll, I'll uh, link it. Uh, so you guys have something like this too. But you just put this on uh, a, a regular clipboard. And then every time that you, you know, work on your engine for any reason, pre-maintenance, it's like something's wrong. It's like, oh, you know, you, you were just checking your, your bolt patterns and one of them was really loose. Oh, six bolt, you know, one of my bolt patterns was really loose uh, when I checked it for the pre-flight or the post-flight or whatever it was, you know, it's like, um, or um, I changed out the spark plug today, to, you know, today's date. So, you know, when you actually change out your spark plug, you know, so anything that you do, it's hard to remember it. So if you have this hanging on your on your paramotor and you pre-flight or post-flight, I think this is an absolutely amazing thing. And like I said, we'll go ahead and add this digitally because I think personally, this would be great for anybody that's out there, an instructor, a student, uh, someone's been flying, flying for a while, you know, this noggin thing, it doesn't work all the time. But this paper, you'll always be able to see. Mm-hmm. Does anybody out there do this already? And if you do, do you use paper or do you use something on your phone? Can you leave that information in the chat? I'd like to know what you guys do. All right. Well, Daniel, Daniel um, is it Daniel Roush or Roush? I'm sorry. Uh, Daniel I'm- Roush. Roosh, okay. Um, he said that he installed an inline ball valve on the fuel line that can be reached in flight. It takes about eight seconds to kill the engine. So, yeah, that's the important part to be able to do it in flight. You know, I cannot reach my primer bulb if I, you know, tried to. Actually, I might be able to reach the primer bulb, but there's something about putting my hand back behind me with the spinning prop that kind of gets my, um, yeah, it just kind of scares me, but. Have you heard of, I've heard of people adding an alternate, like a, a little electric kill switch. So, the, so the options are basically you either have to you starve it from uh, fuel or fire or air, right? Yep, so that's it. Um, Another thing too, is those little clips that you can put on your, on your fuel line that you push together and it actually clips it closed. And that will kill the the um, the fuel line, um, but depending on where you put it, it may still you know spin for a while. So that's still an option. It's still better than putting your hands back there and trying to fill that spark plug. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Nobody go buy one of those and go. Oh, I'll use that switch to inject nitrous. No, I don't think that's a good idea. Yeah. Well, and the longer <laughs> you make your your fuel line, I mean, the more chance that I. I would have to see it done. I mean, I'm more visual than than whatever, but I'd have to actually see how the line would be run because my fear would be it would be a snag hazard of some kind, or you know, sometimes you'll catch your glove will catch something, or I don't know. So I kind of like to see what Daniel's talking about. So you're uh, saying that the uh, the kills they all the paramotor the motors have they have. They all have to have kill switches on them, or is that something that you add that you add on to? They all have kill switches. I mean, it, <laughs> I 
and they're all like, how else would you turn the motor off yeah okay yeah that's true. yeah so they're all like behind they're behind you then because you were saying will that you don't they're like the, the idea of yeah on the throttle okay Okay. Yeah. So they're normally on the throttle, so you have your throttle, and then usually your thumb right there will either be a button or a switch of some sort that will kill the motor. Okay. So when you're flying, you constantly you always have that just in case, right? You like well, you know where it is, or you're holding on to it the whole time one, you're flying. One kind thing of- that Kyle O'Glee showed me, um, which I think is a great idea, especially for people with certain types of throttles. I forget which throttle it is. <laughs> Pardon me. Um if you have one of those smooth throttles with the kill switch on top, what he does is he takes a zip tie and puts it right there. That way your thumb doesn't just slide up and hit the kill switch. You will bump into that zip tie and it doesn't aggravate your hand or anything. It's just a small zip tie that'll keep your thumb from going up and hitting your quick kill switch by accident. There's a lot of them that have that smooth dome kill switch and it's really easy to accidentally hit that thing. Some of them are down in and you have to kind of push down in there, which that'd be a lot, you know, safer to keep you from accidentally killing your motor. But that uh, zip tie has helped me to keep from hitting my kill switch by accident. Oh, interesting. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you don't want to do that too often then, right? You're up in the air and you bump that. Then Uh, your motor, obviously your motor turns off, right? And then you have to restart it. Right. When you're up seeing there. a lot of people, they do it. They do it on launch. You know, they're they're going and then the instructor will tell them, hey, more power. And instead of more power, they hit the kill switch. And when they do that, it, it just causes lots of problems. <laughs> OK, especially yeah. if you're just coming up in the air and you hit the kill switch like that, okay. it's going to dump you so fast. Yeah, you don't want that to happen. So yeah. for people that don't know, like Linda or someone that wants to get into the sport or listening to this, thinking about getting into the sport and they don't understand what we're talking about, a kill yeah. switch is to kill the motor. Sometimes that kill switch doesn't kill. So you land, yeah. you're ready to kill the switch or, you know, hit that, that uh, kill switch and the motor's still spinning. Right. Well, if that, if that blade is still spinning and your lines come down or you get it or get, you know, something in it, it could pull in your lines it can grab your throttle so it's pretty dangerous if you can't kill it when you need to so sometimes that doesn't work and if it doesn't work then we need to find alternative ways of killing the motor so we're talking about pulling the spark plug cap that will kill the motor hitting the primer bulb that will kill the motor and then on most of the carburetors there's a button that you can push if you are able to push that button that will also flood the carburetor, which will kill the motor. And then, wow. and now we're trying to figure out what are some other ways. Now, Will Fly, did you see something else that Daniel said? Yeah, um, yeah, there, he, there was uh, that also. Um, yeah, I mean, I guess you could do a couple of steep spirals, but that always does the trick on my motor. Um, let's see, so daniel says i ran my fuel line to the front side of the cage netting down where i can reach it and back up to the car with the extra fuel line and the extra fuel line makes no difference on how it runs and uh, then james said i've had my kill switch fail once i climbed up to a thousand feet and could actually turn he turned slightly and was able to pull the spark plug boot off of the plug and you remember uh, what was his name? 
he made he made the um, strobes. He three D printed the strobes. Keegan, uh, Keegan mold. Yeah, with, Keegan. Uh, with, that's right. With far out strobes. Yeah, you remember when he had uh, uh he had something attached like a little string. I mean, it it was just rigged for his purpose at that time. But he had a little string attached to the boot. Do he he could pull it off? Remember <laughs> that when he needed to to cut the yeah the motor. I was just thinking. I was just thinking that options. Yes, but oh. the question. Yeah, but the question is, you don't really think about it until that happens. I also saw, and I couldn't see who it said, but they said if you have EFI, you don't have to worry about a kill switch. Is that true? I don't know how that would. I would still think you'd need to kill the motor. Who who said who said that I can't see on here? Something about. Uh, let me scroll up a little bit. Uh, if you said something about an EFI and you don't need it, can you read? Let us know what you said. I can't find it right now. Yeah. So Dana, Mr. Dana, fifty-four. What's up, man? He says he's seen a couple of guys use the string method around the boot. So I mean, hey, that is a down and dirty way of having a backup. I mean, of course. Not all paramotors used to have uh, um, clutches too, so that's a thing. The thing, you know, it's what scare would scare me the most about having not being able to have a, a working kill switch would be if I had a stuck throttle, full, you know. Yeah. Uh, and that, I mean, on landing, I, I just basically land. It's not that big of a deal with the clutch, right? I mean, mm -hmm. um, I mean, if it's full throttle, I mean, if you're, if you're still talking about full throttle. I think the only thing that you could do is just keep on staying up there until you can figure something out and just yep. run out of gas. <laughs> run out of gas. Which just don't go eighty above eighteen thousand feet. Stay <laughs> seventeen thousand nine hundred ninety-nine feet or below. You'll be fine. Exactly. <laughs> what but what does that boot? So you're talking about a boot. What does it look? What does that look like? It looks like it looks like an like L. It's a it's a boot oh. that slides over your spark plug and some of them are really hard to get off. So putting a string on there may just slide down the wire. So you'd oh. have to have it gripped on there pretty good and it'd have to pull straight up to pop it off. I know mine's hard to get off. It doesn't just pop off. <laughs> they, all, they, all come, they all come with the boot then, or that's optional, you know, like, or do you just like, you can put the boot on or you, or you don't have to kind of thing. Is it preference? No, the boot, is, the boot is, how, is how the motor runs. You, if you don't have the spark plug on, the motor doesn't run. And that's okay. why we said that if the boot is on, the motor's running. But if we pull the oh. boot off, then it won't get the spark and then your motor stops. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. See, I'm learning some things again. Again. Yeah. If, it didn't, if it didn't have the boot on there, then it could arc to your motor and that would also kill your motor. So that's why they put the rubber boot over that. So it won't short out and oh. that, which also stop okay. your motor. That's basically what you're doing anyway, is shorting out the coil to make your motor die. That's, that's all okay. you're doing. I'd be scared of yeah. that boot getting but, stuck. <laughs> well, what we can do, uh, Linda, is um, uh, we can take a picture of this and then tomorrow, yeah. uh, tomorrow just call me i'll take a picture of it and i'll kind of maybe explain to you maybe facetime or something oh okay either that i can just google it <laughs> google it and the, i guess you and could google it the google girl oh yeah. dr google will take care of you know <laughs> yep. spark plug boot is <laughs> that's right so so i've had a couple of a couple of times where uh, my uh cutoff has failed 
uh, my kill switch. And the thing is, is you don't really, you, you don't know that your kill switch has failed until you go to use it. Right. I mean, and when you go oh, to wow. use it, you're, you're, you're landing. So um, I, it should be always in the back of your mind that it is a possibility that your kill switch isn't going to work, but this would be something that uh, I don't know how we would address Mike. it. But if you, if your kill switch fails, what would be the safe way now of handling the throttle? If you were by yourself, what would be the safe mm -hmm. way of managing the throttle as you got out of the harness and, you know, for safety reasons, so it didn't get away from you? Good question. And so when your quick, when your kill switch didn't work, my question is, where did it fail? Was it the wiring in your throttle or was it the wire that hooks back where the coil is because I've seen them break in both places. Either it'll pop off where the coil is and it won't work, or the wire is so thin in the throttle they just wear and pop off, then it don't work. So what it happened, happened to yours? In between, it's in, in. It was the line. It was oh the wire. in the line so itself. Line. Wow. Uh huh. Yeah, it just frayed <sighs> after a while, and it, it just it it's it stopped making good connection. Hmm. Oh, that was the first time. The second one was it was a bad ground. My, I didn't have a good ground connection. I got you. That was an easy fix. After the fact. After, so, yeah, after the fact, right? So, so I, I think that uh, one of the things that we would have to do is just like when we're flying, we're always looking for a, you know, for an out, right? What happens if the motor goes out? Now we have to think what happens if the motor doesn't go out. And the one thing that you can think about is when you land, you always want to make sure that you land um, uh, fast enough or into the wind enough that you can turn around and kite your wing down, right? So once the wing is in front of you, now it's safe enough if you have a buddy to, t to wave them over, or you can take off your paramotor, right? Because the wing's here and your spinny blade is going that way. You take it off, you slide it down really careful, you turn around. And my thing is to always press that button where that carburetor is, because it's usually on your backside. It's not on the blade side of your paramotor. Um, and if you can't get to that, you know, pop the boot. That's the other thing. I've seen a lot of people when they land, you know, a lot of people don't continue running and turn around and kite their wing down. And whether you not whether you realize it or not, people, your motor is hot that's on your back. If you just stop when you land and that wing comes down on your exhaust, it's gonna melt that wing. <laughs> it will yeah. melt that wing. So let me tell you about my first wing that that happened. Yeah. Oh, really? Oh, interesting. <laughs> yeah. Well, one of the things that I was doing when I first started was, you know, I wanted to, you know, land let it go behind me so I could learn how, you know, and keep on doing the forward inflations, go come around, land, let it go behind me and do that. Well, I was doing that fine. I did that for a long time until it landed and then the wind shifted, pushed it up against my motor and burnt a hole in my brand new wing about mm. that big. However, when you send it in, it only costs $20 for them to repair the entire cell. So wow. it wasn't horrible. I spent more on the shipping than I did on repair, but I don't let that fall behind my back anymore. And I definitely tell my students, don't let it fall behind your back ever. You want to keep it in control going forward, turn around and kite the wing down. You know, got to be careful. You don't want that. Yeah. 
if you're not melting the wing, I mean, your lines also come down there. If your prop's still spinning, you can just mangle those lines, cut them, fray them, damage them, get it spun up in the prop. All that's bad. All of it. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, so if there's somebody else there, like uh, James was saying, it's always, yeah, call, call somebody over and, and tell them to pull the plug. But if you're by yourself, you know, you got to be mindful of the throttle. And uh, not yeah, they're saying the reach back and pinch the fuel line. I don't think I can even reach my fuel line. I mean, the only way I'd be able to do that is extend the fuel line like uh, the other guy did in chat because I, I can't physically reach back to my fuel line. That ain't happening. So Grandpa can't do it either. I, I don't yeah. have that type of thing. I think uh, I can reach my bulb. I think I could reach what? that. I oh, think I could bulb. reach the bulb. bulb. Yeah. Uh-huh. Okay, your bulb. Gotcha. It's, it, I, I, I think I can, but, you know, in that, in that moment of, wow, you know, my kill switch isn't working, where is that bulb? So maybe just like the reserve, you know, I mean, one of the things that, uh, you know, you're taught in school is the first thing that you do before you launch is, where's my reserve, my handle, the pin's in, okay, so my reserve is there, you know, so you always check to see where your reserve is, and you mentally go, my reserve. But, you know, when you're landing and that kill switch doesn't work, how many times do you, rep, you know, do a, a thing where it's like, okay, my bulb is right here. I, I don't think I would ever do that. It, it, it doesn't come up enough, but we definitely need to remember which side our primer bulb is. I, I fly many different motors and they're all in different spots. So maybe that's something I need to do is to- Marcos wants to know- spring how many engine outs we've had i i haven't had any yet but mine don't count because i haven't had enough hours so how many engines outs have you guys had uh, i've had four. Oh, will see will will's got it documented engine out engine out <laughs> do you, um i've had numerous um do you want to talk about your engines out and why they were why you had them out if not i'll tell you about my engine outs why why did you have the engine out and how could the first you first it? the first engine out honestly i don't know what caused it it was uh one of those my my best guess it was just a uh a carburetor tuning issue and uh it was an a, adjustment to the you know the idle was low it was just a, a carb issue and i was okay. close to the ground i couldn't do anything about it made several attempts to try to start it but uh, I was too close to the ground and just basically landed. Um, the second one, uh, basically the throttle broke, the cable broke. Oh, so wow. I, had, I mean, my motor stayed on, but I couldn't do anything with the throttle. So hmm. um, I'm, uh, I just, I turned and turned around and landed at the field. I was just foot dragging, you know, and this is why it's so important to always have an out, always, always know where you're going to land, play that game with yourself and start picking little places before long. You'll like kind of naturally do it. It just comes uh, second nature. Um, the third one was when I, it was a really long flight. It was like a two and a half hour flight and I was on final approach to land on my LZ. And just as I went to hit the kill switch, boop, 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 boop. I ran out of fuel. Wow. So, yeah, I mean, perfect timing, but a good luck. <laughs> I'm good so luck. paranoid about that. I think half the time I was in the air, I kept checking my gas level. 
I'm, like, I'm going to run out of gas. I'm going to run out of gas. It lasts yeah. longer than I thought it would. <laughs> that is really interesting, too, because one of the things that you can do is you can mimic a, a engine out, right, uh, as far as killing your kill switch at 100 feet, I mean, 500 feet or higher, right? You get up to 1,000 feet. You're like, okay, I'm going to pretend, because my LZ is right here, that I'm flying along and boop you know, kill your engine. It's like, oh, that way you can kind of feel because, you know, you're probably going to be on throttle. So be on throttle at half throttle, you know, if you're going to do this and you're on half throttle, kill that switch. And you're going to notice that yourself, you know, because this is how you fly right here, right? And as soon as you kill that motor, you do this pendulum thing and you dive a little bit and you're like, whoa, what is that? So get used to that, you know, understand what that feeling is when that motor dies and then go, okay, time to spot land. Hopefully you've been doing a lot of spot landing before you kill your motor and do this. Um, I would definitely do a lot of spot landings uh, with the motor on, you know, down to the ground. You don't want to kill it and end up in a tree, obviously. But uh, touch and goes is a great way to learn that. And then once you get out that dialed in, go up to a thousand feet, you know, half throttle, kill, kill that uh, motor and you go, you feel that, whoa, you feel that, that surge and stuff. It's like, you got to learn what that is too. So it doesn't freak you out. And you're like, whoa, what's going on? We did, uh, when I was training with Kyle, um, when you're up high enough, obviously you want to do this when you're low, but he would get me to pull the brakes and then let off. So I could feel that, that swoosh. You can actually feel like the brakes catch and you'll, you'll almost stall and then come down and, and it, it gives you an idea of how long it takes before your wing levels out. It's a good way to learn the wing and how it's going to swoop in when you go to flare. You know when it's going to start to level out if you just pulled and let off. But, yeah. Okay. So my engine outs were fuel line cracking or something like that or actually running out of fuel. Uh, the most recent was over in Florida when I was doing training. Uh, one of the things that uh, they wanted me to do is a dead stick right? When you, you know, turn off your motor at a thousand feet or whatever, while I was going up and I was like, oh, let's just keep on going up because it just got warmer and warmer. It was beautiful out there. So I got to 2000 feet. I'm like, okay, I'm going to probably actually <laughs> ran out of gas at that time. I'm like, well, how perfect timing was that? Now, here's something that you got to think about too. At altitude, right? You can have, you know, really higher winds. And as you get lower, there's almost nil wind. So you got to know how that wind is blowing from ground all the way up to where you are, because if you're up here and it's blowing 30 miles an hour, right, and you lose that power, now you got to immediately figure out, okay, how am I going to get this way so I can get myself down here? Because when I lost power, I was up in that, that uh, nice breeze, right? It was about 30 miles an hour. I was basically just sitting there. So as I was sitting there, um, and lost it. I was kind of coming down like an elevator. As soon as I got out of that wind, I started moving forward, which now where I thought I was going to land because I wasn't having that forward wind. Now I ended up going really a lot further on that glide slope once the wind stopped blowing. So be careful about that too. Bonnie wants to know, is engine out something that you teach in training, which I hope most instructors teach, but I that's what she was asking yes so what we do is we get uh the students really comfortable with takeoffs and landings uh we get them to do you know uh 
turns to the left, turns to the right. Uh, as you know, students, as you get more and more flights in, we get you higher and higher, and then we um, get to the point where you can come in and you can kind of judge where you're going to land. So we we kind of get that that glide slope going. After they kind of feel that glide slope is going, then we get you right back up to where you were before. We have you kill your motor, and then you come in dead stick and you land. We're we're at a sod farm. Pretty much as far as the eye can see it's great for beginners i mean as far as i can see no trees no power lines you can mess up bad and you still can land in the sod farm as far as misjudging where you're going so we throw a wing bag out and that's where you try to hit and actually that's your ppg3 when you uh get up to your ppg3 you need to be within 30 feet of a wing sack three times coming in dead stick so if you uh, move from PPG one, two, and three, you will eventually get to that point. Um, but coming down from up north, and you're only going to be down for a week or two, we're going to get you really, really good at takeoffs, at landings. Um, when you come in for landing, we're going to get you to where you can really get within 30 feet of that spot that you want to be. And then you go back and you just keep on training. So training never stops. Every time that you inflate, you're training. Every time you land, you're training. Every time that you uh, pull your right brake to see what you're doing, you're training. Everything that you do is always training. Yeah, it's fun, but everything you do is the repetition and you are training. Definitely. Was there any other question that we need to talk about? Yeah, um, I was just responding to CT Fly. He was asking about, about electronic fuel injection. and. For the most part, I mean, PPG is still on the lives in the carburetor world. There isn't, there is though um, some work on EFI, and there isn't there a motor that's. Uh, yeah, I thought Vitarazzi said they were coming out with one this year, EFI. I so, mean, I haven't heard any more about it, but that's what they say. Yeah, they, I think it's in the works. The, the interesting thing is, I wonder, first of all, how the maintenance wise, how that's going to, I mean, carb that carburetor. That we use now, the Warbro is pretty darn easy to pull apart and put back together. Even I yeah, can do it. I'm not mechanically inclined, so I'm wondering about fuel injectors and stuff like right. that. Right, fuel injectors getting clogged. Oh crap! I gotta go buy some fuel injector treatment. Yeah, so, <laughs> for my paramotor. <laughs> I don't know. They're kind of you know EFI and the battery. You know, I don't know. I mean, I'm still thinking that everything's gonna go towards the batteries. Eventually, uh, everything's going to be batteries. I I totally get you, but I yeah. think it might be steps. You know, go to EFI, then go to battery. You know, battery EFI because. Oh, so you think it's like a stepping stone to? It's kind of well, like a. I mean, yeah, you, I didn't think about you know it that just way. like when you get a motor or or a wing. You know, when you get a motor and a wing, you have an idea. Are you going to just buzz your LZ or are you going to go cross country? So if you like to do cross countries, you know battery ain't gonna work but yeah, efi right. will work because now no matter what altitude you go to it adjusts for it you don't have to adjust your highs and lows when you go to a different altitude like when we went to moonshiners it was like four or five thousand feet and i'm used to you know being only a hundred feet or so above sea level so you have to adjust carbs a little bit if you got the efi you don't have to um, real quick, I saw James up there that he said he's I'm a firm believer that no one should land with the motor on. It makes no sense to leave it on. However, I disagree. 
let me explain. If you always land with the motor off, you might be at a disadvantage if you go up there and now you find yourself where there's a little bit more wind that you're expecting. And if you turn off your motor, now you're floating backwards. If you come in, you know, on a landing backwards, because you know this this rogue wind comes in and you don't expect it you're going to turtle and it's going to be kind of devastating to your equipment if you come in and you learn how to come in with the motor on if you have that wind there's many times as you get more experience obviously you can get you can land in heavier and heavier winds right so let's say that you go up early in the morning and you're enjoying your flight, and you got two hours or so, three hours uh, worth of um, uh, gas, and now all of a sudden the wind has changed or it's going a little bit stronger than you're used to, and you come in and you're coming down almost like an elevator. When you land there, if you don't have power on, or if you're at the beach and you don't land with power on with that wind, you're gonna hit, you're gonna stumble backwards, and you're gonna turtle. Uh, if you're beach flying, you definitely need to understand how to come in with your motor on. Um, so I believe, you know, passionately that, yes, as a student, you go up when there's almost no wind, you understand how to come in uh, with your motor off. But as you progress, you might want to learn how to use that motor to help you penetrate, because sometimes the wind, this has happened more than once, I come in. And I noticed that I'm coming down almost straight like an elevator, right? The wind is really picked up down below. So I give it a little bit of gas. So I have a little bit more momentum going forward. So when my feet touch, I'm still at maybe a quarter throttle standing still. Then I give it a little bit more throttle. I walk forward, I let up, I turn around and I immediately grab the sea lines, pull it down. The wing comes down no matter how fast the wind's going. So having a little bit higher winds that you train in is probably beneficial. I mean, that's me personally. What would be cool to have, which will never happen, is an electric paramotor with a solar wing and the lines <laughs> that come down charge the battery. Oh, that's what I believe is going to happen. That I believe that. I mean, I happen. may be out there with that one, but that would be bad to the bone. No, <laughs> All the lines coming down, charging yeah. the battery. The wing is solar. It's like, yeah, man, you just fly forever. That <laughs> might be 20 years in the future, but that will come. I'm very sure. I mean, they got paint that's solar, you know? I mean, everything's going solar. Everything's going electric. You know, Open PPG has an amazing uh, battery, which is mm -hmm. one hour. You can fly for an hour with one battery. Now imagine if you put this on a trike, Scuba Steve. Right? You put it. Yeah. You put this. Uh, you put this on a, a trike, and now you put you daisy chain two batteries. So now you can go up with your trike and fly for two hours because the weight doesn't matter. Ah. Uh, yeah. Mm. Mm. So I'm right. In, I'm right in in the middle between you, Sean, and James, as yeah. far as the motor thing. I normally kill my motor unless it's gusty if there are gusty conditions you know i want that extra little you know uh oomph if i need it or want to change my mind or whatever um I, i'd say i think the reason that it's it's an issue is like for new people very you know new to the sport i think 
the instructors probably tell them to kill their motor because, you know, okay, they kind of weigh in the pros and the cons. How much damage can the person do if they lose control of the 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 motor or the, the throttle versus worst case scenario, they're gonna, you know, glide to a landing. So yeah, I I I definitely I would feel comfortable. I'm comfortable enough in where I am at this stage to land with the motor on. It's clutched and I'm I'm, I'm confident. Yeah, I there's mean, I always that and and you don't know what your hands are going to do in that instance so I've, I've just always killed my motor um, yeah i usually kill my motor but i wait there's always that boundary of air you hit it seems like when you get below 100 feet you'll feel that turbulent air and then it smooths out and then when i know that i'm going to come in smooth i commit then that's when i kill the motor and land and I just do that mainly because I don't want my lines to get caught up in the prop or, or anything like that. I mean, yeah, I could see landing with the motor on, but it's been fine for me, motor off so far. One of the things that I really enjoy is foot dragging. I can do an infinity and then I keep on going towards wherever I want to go. And then right before I want to land, I mean, my feet are still on the ground. I just kill the motor pull the brake and stand and just keep on walking. So I love to be able to foot drag right to a landing. So that's another thing that, you know, I mean, you can't do that with the motor off, you know, foot dragging is something neat and special. She you just guys? sent me a picture of solar fabric. Are you freaking kidding me? So yeah, it's <laughs> right around the corner. So even our clothing is going to be solar, right? So <laughs> charge our phones while we're walking out, yeah. out in the sun. <laughs> Hey, can I borrow your shirt for a second? <laughs> oh, I wanted to tell you, Sean, I have been doing something that uh, you remember we were talking about taking a wrap. I've been taking wraps on uh, my landings and that's worked out really well. Absolutely. I. Yeah, it's still awkward, though, with the hand with the throttle in it trying mm -hmm. to come up with. So I've been grabbing, right. just basically grabbing above it. Uh, but that has made a difference. So you have different types of throttles. You have ones that the throttle comes up this way. You have another one where the throttle thing comes out this way and you have trigger throttles, right? So depending mm -hmm. on what kind of throttle you have in your hand, you will wrap your hand this way for one or wrap your hand the other way for the other way or for the way that the, uh, the trigger is coming down. So kind of feel, you know, you can hang check it or you can just put a rope up or something like that and uh, just kind of feel what it feels like to grab that and wrap it this way or wrap it this way. And mm -hmm. any time that you wrap, you're getting an extra six inches to 12 inches after you unwrap it. I think I showed this before um, using a cable like this. So for example, you know, here's this, I'm holding on to this right here. If I take a wrap, there's two ways of doing it. I can wrap around this way, right? So I still have my trigger finger or I can wrap around the other way like this and I have my trigger finger. But no matter which way you turn it, look at how much extra brake line you have. You know, don't let your brake lines in or out. Learn how to use that wrap, and now you have an extra six inches to 12 inches. And if you don't need it, now your flare is just to here and you're stopping. Great. But if you need it, or if you pull too much and you go back up, hold on to that there. And now when you flare, now you're just tiptoeing on the ground. So yeah, having yeah, that, back. yeah, don't give it back. But I really believe that taking that wrap as a new person 
gives you the ability to really be able to flare and and really air break yourself down to where you just step down. I have bad knees, bad back. I'm an old grandpa. I do. You will never see me run. I trust the thrust taken off and I bleed off everything and I come down and land gently every single time. It's, is that wrap a separate piece or something? I'm trying to picture what that yeah, is that what so, you had in your so, hand? So that's here, that's Linda, the wrap. Right. So Linda, just imagine that this is what I'm holding on to. This is my brake toggle. Okay. And this is the line, right? So if yeah. I just reach up and go around like this once, right? Look at how much this is how much extra I wrapped. I wrapped a lot. So that's like coming up here, grabbing it up here to have that much extra. So when you're coming in, you have you can take a wrap and now on both hands, you actually have an extra six to eight inches, six to 12 inches, depending on how you wrap your line, you may not need it. What but was the backwards one again? So how'd you do it the other way? <laughs> right. So so I don't have an actual toggle with me, right? right. But let's say that you have a toggle here, right? So you're holding right. on to your toggle. You can wrap it by going to the right. You can wrap it by going to the left, depending on your throttle wow. and your throttle handle, one way may not work. So I got the off grid throttle. I have another throttle. I actually I got numerous throttles and I got my trigger throttles. So depending on how I want to take the wrap, if I'm going to keep the motor on, I need to make sure that my trigger is not wrapped up because when you wrap like this, now you're going to go full throttle. So you got to yeah, be that, really careful be <laughs> and you need to practice this on the ground before you take wraps. So get your throttle, you know, get a, you get your cable, get your throttle, feel what it feels like going this way, feels, feel what it feels like to go this way. If you don't feel comfortable or if you keep on grabbing that throttle, you know, you keep on pressing that throttle, don't do that when you're up in the air, especially if you're going to land yeah, with power. That really problems. matters. Really. Yeah. Practice. I, I actually, I, I took a wrap. I had uh, one time. I took a wrap. I actually got the throttles. It, it was caught. It got you know kind of wrapped around the line. The the split A's or whatever. It just got caught in between there. So I could see that that would be a real issue. Um, if I take a wrap, my motor's already going to be off. I'm just saying. <laughs> I don't want just in case it accidentally hits that throttle. Motor's already going to be off. When I do my foot drag to a landing, or anytime I do a foot drag. I always take a wrap. The reason why, take a wrap and hands to the toggle, right? The reason why when your hands are up to the toggle and you're flying, you're flying at the speed the wing is supposed to fly at, right? So if you get some, some sink, look at how much room you have to keep yourself from slamming yourself into the, into the ground. Because remember, this is all air braking. When you break that trailing edge comes down like this and it will slow you down. So if you decide to do yourself an infinity, right? So you're going into the wind, you're going uh, uh, with the wind, um, you know, and uh, crosswind. If your motor dies, when you're going with the wind, you are accelerating really fast. You can still, with that wrap, hands up, your motor goes out, you can stop it slow down enough where you just walk it off even downwind huh 
but always check always do simulators you know simulators it's so important to just do it on the ground over and over you know this you know hang something from your rafters right it's, it doesn't make uh, you can do anything that has a, a toggle like feel right um those uh those bungee things right that you exercise with those things are cheap we use those actually in the simulator because you when you pull it kind of feels like you're pulling the wing so take those and feel with the throttle, feel what it feels like to go around one way, feel what it feels like to go the other way to take that wrap. But all, but you got to make sure that you know how to do it on the ground before you go up in the air. Practice, practice, practice on the ground. Ask your, so ask, your, ask your instructor also, you know, what would be the best way to take a wrap if I needed to. So Angela wants to know if you're going to talk about your new tandem. Oh, yes. Okay. So um, I went down to Florida with Mark and Shanna, and we got a tandem rig, and we also got a trainer rig. So since we talked about that, let's take a look at the trainer rig. And Andrew Fuller, the guy that makes the SkyTap Angel, what we did with the trainer rig is we put the SkyTap Angel, we took off the comfort bars and the seat and we put it up against the trainer now that works great matter of fact that's what i flew uh and and flew around when i was down there i love that that was really good easy to use but let me show you i'm going to share this with you you can put another cage around it and you can't see it right here but there are different lines or different um bars that keep it out like this so now when my student goes out and the, we got that spinning blade right there even if they mess up your lines are not going to get yeah there's netting on the changed. back there too isn't yes. there so okay cool uh, yeah that keeps a i was wondering why i mean i i guess with regular paramotors they don't put that there just for the weight factor but I still think it's good to have if they could come up with something light just to keep your lines from going into your prop would be nice. Um, well, you know, it's one of those things that when you see paratrikes where the motor is really far in the back, right? You don't see lines there. You don't see any, any, any netting. The reason why is because you can't get your hands back there. The netting is strictly for you to not get your hands or your throttle or anything that goes into the prop right but it it creates a drag now there are many wings out there and you guys probably know there are wings that you have the kevlar coring and a sheathing then you also have ones that just have the kevlar cord on part of the lines and then you have some that are kevlar core completely there they're completely unsheathed and those are usually the two or three lines. You got your A's and B's or your A's, B's and C's. So the reason why you have different paragliding or paramotor wings that are not sheathed is to keep the drag. For example, you take all of your lines and you rosette it up, right? Or you just hold them up like this. Look at how much blockage there is. On some, you you can like like the hybrid ones, like the hybrid skin. You do the same thing with a 28 meter, and you pull it like this. 
it's 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 just a little bit i mean all your lines only are about this big right so i mean when you're flying there's not a lot of drag all of your netting there's drag so if you add drag on one side and another side now you're getting even more drag and even less proficient um, I see. thrust you can do it on student ones but it's also heavier you got more netting i think it works great for trikes not so much for you know your backpack every ounce counts and that thing is like another paramotor frame on the back but when you are on a trike weight really doesn't matter most of the time Any so other james questions? says that uh full cage you save the uh no wait it just moved you'll reduce your thrust and horsepower but safer yeah it's a, a give and take right i mean exactly so yeah. that's why some people serenity have mm -hmm. go, ahead. go ahead no go ahead i'm sorry well i was going to say serenity island said it's great for students to save the wings and i have seen yeah. that in person yes i've seen it save some wings so um that works it does so bonnie and um brian when you come here you are going to be in that trike and when you inflate the wing if it comes back down and drapes all over it kind of don't have to worry about anything being sucked into the prop so it's good starter it's a good trainer oh bonnie's the one that asked about did you train about motor out but she's coming to train with you yes oh cool cool yep in april oh april i'm I, hell i'll be in georgia in april yeah well, too bad that's not when me. bad apples is darn it <laughs> what was that Steve? I said too bad that's not when bad apples is you know bad apples is in May when the other events up here so it's kind of like do I go to bad apples or do I go the one that's right down the road from my house you know bad apples would be cool to go to but it's far but yeah I'll be in Georgia in April my my I don't you know not to bring up death or anything my my boss passed away in December. He's not getting buried until April. That's that's the longest I've ever seen a funeral, or I, I don't know what they plan on doing. But man, that's that's far out. Wow. They call that like cybergenics or cyber? I don't know. That is a long way. You go to bad apples. James says, "Yeah, you go to bad apples. You, there's no question. You go to bad apples." <laughs> he's he's right. If you ever experienced it. No, I have not been to Bad Apples. You got to at least experience it once because you, you don't have enough information to make that decision yet. Right. You know? Bad Apples is really <laughs> badass. It is. What part of Georgia are you going to? Um, I'll be over, Lo well, Loganville. I'm, it's not far from Stone Mountain. So it's well, like, is it like, it's close like to Andersonville? Andersonville. Never heard of that like one southwest georgia southwest georgia no this will be you know where atlanta is it's directly yeah. east of atlanta is where i'm going oh, so i would have to no, go okay. south and west to get over to, i guess yeah, Hodges you could always field. fly it you could still fly that field yeah i mean it's a beautiful field mm. man i don't know Okay, I got one more thing that I learned as far as my training down there, and I will get to the to the tandem trike uh, in just a moment. But uh, one of the things also that I learned, I, 
obviously we don't have to do any type of maintenance or record keeping but something that you know they said was you know get a logbook and every time you know every time that you go out every every pilot should have something like this and every time that you go out you know you should feel you should tell your story you know tell your story you know today i went out you know and i used this particular paramotor wing right this is my paramotor that i use this is my paramotor wing obviously some people out there is like well i don't have one wing and one paramotor well that's the way i was when i first started now i have 10 wings i have four or five pair now i have more you know now i have trikes it's amazing how quickly you can build up and they all if you go to an siv with your wings you'll see when you do your siv that even though i have different wings and they're all 28 meters they all act differently so if you're in one particular wing and motor you want to write down well today i launched at this type there's a slope there wasn't a slope this is the time that i launched uh airspeed distance the type was it sunny cloudy rainy i mean it, it really makes sense to do that because do you really remember what you did last year on april 5th flying i have no freaking clue I've, I've flown so many different things i have no clue so i think that this is going to be absolutely amazing to be able to not only uh for me myself but also my students um and this is what you're going to get bonnie uh, every all my students are going to be getting this now bill wants a link to buy one he's like where can i get this logbook i don't know i actually got this from mark and shanna and uh so i'm going to look to see where they are there are many different type of logbooks they said that they have they're on amazon so all my students as long as you're a student i really think that as you're learning take notes what did you do you know what did you fly um what was the uh, weather like what was the flight details you know i went up and i thought it was going to be really good i got up to 500 feet it was a lot more windy than i expected and when i came down the wind was actually more windy down below so i had to actually add a little bit more throttle and this is my first throttle you know staying on throttle landing so i didn't turtle and that way you can see what's going on i mean I'm, this instructor down there, Mark, I mean, very passionate about what he talks about and it, and it makes sense, you know, talk about your, your flight, what it did, what you did, and then preventive maintenance, you know, anything that you do, write it down, keep a clipboard on that particular one, especially if you have more than one paramotor. Like I said, I got numerous paramotors now and I can't really remember what I did or what what hour this one is did i already do that one you know did i change out the spark plug these things are incredible like i said i'll get the pdf and i'll uh, have links for you i'll find out more about these uh, different uh, paramotor logbooks and i'll look at all the ones that are out there and i'll recommend if you find one or you use one please text me 501-747-3558 let me know what you use take a picture of it and say, they'll hey, just what I they'll use. just put a link in chat that takes you to amazon directly to that very logbook excellent. it is seven bucks excellent and it'll probably yep. be the best seven bucks that you get yeah there it is excellent so i i, I think that because we're not required to doesn't mean that you don't have to 
you know uh, we're not required to keep a maintenance we're not required to do anything we can we can get our our paramotor and run it until it just stops or you can do your 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 maintenance on it and if you do do your maintenance on it log it i never log it i, I was keeping track in my mind you know when you first start flying what do you do i i, I i'm on my x amount of flight after you get up to 100 or so flights, it's like, I don't remember what flight I'm on anymore. Then you start talking about, okay, well, I did my, you know, third 100 hour maintenance. And that's what I started doing. It's like, well, I don't remember how many flights, but I'm on my fifth 100 hour maintenance or I'm on this. And I got to the point that I can't even keep track of how many 100 hour maintenances I do because I have numerous paramotors. So thank you, Mark and Shanna for training me and, you know, letting me know that this is probably something smart to do because you don't know what you don't know. That's cool. That's a really, really cool, cool idea. That would make a nice little Christmas gift or whatever. You know, I was thinking about maybe and send one to Robert. He probably like that. You know, yeah, little stocking stuffer. Yeah, it's pretty interesting. Box. Yeah, that's cool. Not a bad idea to log stuff. You'll know how many, you know, how many hours you have on your wing, your maintenance, all that type of stuff you could put in there. You know, whatever you decide to write down, that's, you know, good. Exactly. And like I I said, I started a journal last summer. So I, every day I get in it and I just write stuff and it's really fun to, I'm just saying, you know, journals are fun. And then I can look back sometimes, you know, what did I do that? last summer on the, that day or whatever and then you just kind of go through it and oh yeah, yeah if i don't, I, I if I don't write it down i don't remember it so i, got, I don't <laughs> think i do need to write stuff down <laughs> i yeah that's i do i write i write all kinds of things down you know if i what events or whatever i was doing that day and then you can kind of look back and you know go oh that's what i did okay you know so yeah exactly cool. and like yeah. i said even though i'm a uh, even though i am an instructor I'm always a student. I always try to go out and find advanced lessons, you know, you know, talk with other instructors, talk to people that, you know, do SIVs, you know, you may think that you know a lot, but you're going to find an instructor or somebody that will, will go and do loops around you. And you're like, oh my God, I didn't even know about that. Um, What are we seeing on the screen? We'll fly. Um, So Daniel Roos sent this as, I guess it's, it's his setup, what he, what he had done to uh, be able to kill the motor. So it looks like down here, that looks like a cutoff. Just a, a basically a basic cutoff switch there, or is that, I can't tell if that's a cutoff or maybe how he can pinch it, but either way, I mean. Can you, you zoom Can you zoom in on that by any chance? Let's see if I can. Oh, you know what? This is the wrong screen. No, you can. Okay. So look up there uh, at the top. You can see the plus. I bet you can zoom in on it. Yeah. Let me get the uh, right app open here, though. That's the. Give me just a sec. Yeah. Okay. Um, And then also, Angela, that reminded me, uh, she said, yep, you're always a student pilot. Always. Very true. Exactly. When you think you're not a student pilot, that's when you're in trouble. I totally agree. <laughs> totally. If if yeah, you believe that like you're that. the best and you'll there's nothing more to learn, that's that that's a bad place to be, I believe, in your life. And that's on anything, you know. Okay. Um, 
if you believe that you have learned everything there is in life, then um, then you stop learning. I want to stop sharing it so I can actually get to what I need to get to. So let's see. I guess talk about something else until oh okay. Matt Sloper said also something about having a cart. I think it was you, Matt Sloper. If not, and if I miss somebody's question, I'm really sorry. But um, like having a little card on uh, like a maybe pre-flight card with pass fail type uh, questions. Um, that's not a bad idea, but uh, I, I find it easy to, uh, you know, kind of put things kind of in, in my memory and I just kind of go down my mental checklist. Unless I get interrupted, then I'm subject to miss something and I have to start all over. Um, but yeah, that's a good idea. Well, you know, also, too, there are a lot of people that think that with a strobe, they can take off the half an hour before sunrise and get up to 2000 feet and watch the sunrise. Is that legal? Probably not, because you can only go up with a strobe in G airspace, the non-controlled airspace, and that is G. E, air can, e airspace is considered controlled, even though it may not go into a tower, may not go down to the ground and be surface, but E airspace sits on top of G. So depending on where you are, maybe 700 feet, maybe 1200 feet. So if you go above your G airspace, half an hour before sunrise or half an hour after sunset, that is illegal. You can't go up to 10,000 feet half an hour before sunrise. So you may think that you know that you may think that you're doing something right. How many people like, out there? There you go. Oh yeah, quick, that's definitely a fuel cutoff. Real quick, real, real quick. Uh, anybody out there, have you, do you know what I was talking about? If you go up a half an hour before sunrise or half an hour after sunset, you have to stay in G airspace. Did you know that? Just say yes or no in the in the super chat we'll go back and take a look that is a really interesting little thing there is I that like, i like the standoff he's got on there um well the standoffs i should say he's got a couple of them there because you don't want the fuel line right up against the cage and then zip tie it because it'll pinch your fuel line so those standoffs help yeah yeah that's a good idea so i mean there's more than one way to skin a cat there and that's certainly an acceptable way i mean to me and start with a fuel that'd do the trick yeah that lever would be easy to reach and you know which way is open and closed so it's like boom yep if, you're, if you know if you're not in that big hurry eight seconds is not that long you know if you're like okay i need right. my unless mother's not falling. dying yeah yeah unless you're falling <laughs> yeah, yeah. Really so when you take a look at this, I see a majority of yeses as far as that answer, but I also say uh, some that said, no, I did not know that. So that's another thing, too. You know, you may think that, you know, your FAR 103s for ultralights, but it could be possible that you may be misunderstood, misinterpreted, heard it from somebody else. Or maybe even went out and said, hey, you know, or, or one of your friends said, hey, let's go up to 3,000 feet to half an hour before sunrise with our strobes on so we can watch the sunrise. And you're like, oh, yeah, that sounds like a wonderful idea. Because half an hour before sunrise, strobe. You got to know the rest of it. So thank you guys for, for doing the We yes should do a no. thumbnail and let Sean go so he could pass out because he is tired and 
everybody can probably tell. Um, there's a lot of no? sun there. Can you tell? This is not blush. This is actually sun from Florida. Um, 80 to 90 degrees every day that we were there and a wow. lot more wind than I was expecting. So, yeah, I am kind of beat up from the feet up. So real quick, let's go ahead and go to the trike thing real quick. Uh, the trike thing that I got, we call it uh, the beast, the beast throw. <laughs> the reason why we do, because not only does it have a throttle, but right next to it down by my hip also has a lever. So I can do throttle this way and or this way. It has a kill switch here and it has a kill switch down right in front of all the instrument panels. So I can kill it on the instrument panels or I can kill it here. And the next thing that will blow your mind is that you can control the wing like a PPC using your feet to steer left and right and your hand to move the trike wheel left and right. I thought, <laughs> I thought, hey, I've been doing trikes for such a long time. I can go from, you know, left, right, and then use my feet to steer. Oh, yeah, I can easily go from left, right with my hands to go left, right with the wheels, and then my feet left, right with the brakes. It doesn't transfer <laughs> at all. <laughs> it was, it, it's, it's a lot more than I thought. So um, I got a couple of videos that uh, people were able to watch me and I could not figure out my feet and my hands. It's almost like, okay, it's almost like going, getting in your car and now you're breaking, you're breaking your, um, and your gas turns your car left and right. And your steering wheel is your gas and your brake imagine getting into a car with that configuration yeah you may have yeah. lots of years driving a car but if you go you know gas and brake and then your feet are left and right it'll freak you out and it takes a little while but i can't wait till i actually get that that's going to be really fun on that on the beast any other questions out there no, but I got a question for the while you're talking about the G in E airspace and all the airspaces. So, what airspaces are considered uncontrolled? That's a question for the chat. Okay. Which airspaces are considered uncontrolled? I kind of just said that, but I think that we probably need to. I know, to say I know you again. did. I want to see if they were listening because that's an important distinction. That was an awesome uh, thing to bring up, really. Okay. So, um, in the super chat, let us know what airspace that we fly in is considered would you say well controlled or uncontrolled which is considered uncontrolled john got it john uh wayne got it only g and he's right only g exactly yeah and also too let's say that i ask everybody out there where does e airspace start so here's a question where does E airspace start? Because we know it goes up to 18,000 feet, well, 7,000, or, you know, it goes up to 17,999. We'll say 18,000 because it's easier to say. E airspace goes up to 18,000 feet, but where does it start? Answer me that question, please, in the super chat. Let's see, we got a lot of people saying only G, only G, only G. Daniel Roosh, A, B, C, or D. I think he's joking. What? what? <laughs> C or D. So 
So Bonnie Fran says 700 or 1200. I think you're says, going for a technical, a technical kind I'm, of. I'm going to, I'm going to totally take care of what it actually is, you know, because people like, like right here, uh, 1200, you see 700, you see 1200. But the question is 1200, what? 700 what? We have two different ways of saying airspace, AGL above ground level and MSL, mean sea level. So when you say this, let me know what is 1200? Is it 1200 AGL or MSL? Is it 700 MSL or AGL? Please let me know what you think about that too. Let's go ahead and take a look. I see Bonnie Fran saying it depends on location. Okay, James Bevel said at the ground. My friend says 700 or 1200 AGL, depending on location. Daniel Roosh says AGL for his, what he said up there, he said 1200 AGL. Don't know, don't care, damn. Travis said Who's don't know, that? don't care. Travis. <laughs> All right, so here's something that you always gotta remember. Airspace always starts at the ground, G for ground or G for grass, and it follows the terrain. So, for example, it's a nice level here, but now you got a big mountain, it comes up like this. So, you got to think if it follows the ground, and let's say that it's 1200 feet, it's going to follow it up like this, right? So, it's going to follow that. Depending on where you are in the United States, 1200 feet above ground level is the on average. I always tell my students, all right, when I ask this question, I want to know on average, G airspace goes from ground to 1200 feet. There are two, two exceptions. On the super chat, please tell me, what are those two exceptions about G airspace? John Wayne at top of G. Very good. It's rigged always. <laughs> it's rigged anyways, says Tony. <laughs> Oliver says AGL. I did say AGL at the beginning. I don't know. I don't care. Most areas, the class E airspace is 1200 feet AGL. In other areas, it's surface or 700 feet AGL. Some class E airspace begins at MSL altitude. I thought it was a spinning wheel that was rigged. Will fly. <laughs> okay. So your E airspace always sets on top of G airspace. That means that it can be at any height along this as far as MSL, right? So there's two differences or two different exceptions. 1200 across the United States. Two exceptions. Will fly. All right. If I'm under a dash magenta, around an airport classy surface area is that what you're talking about well there's you're two talking different... about a class no class d you call uh, dash blue is a class d airport it's a controlled airport and then dash magenta is classy surface area okay so the e comes all the way down and touches the surface is that what you you're meaning I right. missed the question but i think that's what you meant yes correct so what we're saying is that E air or G airspace can go underneath and only go up to 700 feet in some places. 
right? And some places it will go all the way up to 1200 feet, depending where you are when you're looking at the sectional cha- uh, sectionals. The other one, you go way out west and G airspace will go all the way up to 14,500 feet. So we're obviously, you know, like I said, across the whole United States on average, G airspace goes up to 1200 feet. In some places, it's only 700 feet. And that also means too, that if you don't know where that 700 feet is and you take off at, you know, before sunrise or after sunset and you go up to 1100 feet or just below that 1200 feet, thinking that you're level or thinking that you're legal. If G airspace goes up to seven, you're in, you know, a different airspace and that is illegal. Some places out west will go up to 14,500 feet but in only different in small areas mine's class d all the way to the ground so yeah i gotta get permission there's no, class d the, all the way to the surface well class <laughs> class d that's a that's an airport that has a tower so it's a yes oh airport. yeah well it's an air force base so yeah <laughs> well yeah i mean i it, it could be but i mean like hickory north carolina that's a class d airport mm-hmm um, and, but and here's here's if you look at a sectional like out west, you'll see, you know how you got the shaded magenta circles, yeah, that denote where class E airspace it comes down to 700 feet instead of 1200. Well, the same thing is they have with class G airspace, except it uses uh, sh- uh, uh, blue, fuzzy, you know, um, shaded areas. But you don't see it on the sectional because everything is within that blue, fuzzy, shaded area. But if, the, if you look out uh, out west, then you'll see those little pockets of shaded blues. That, and that's what you were talking about, Shane, where the Class G goes up to 14,500 feet. But just remember that E airspace always sets on top of G airspace, unless obviously um, it it goes down to surface. Very interesting. I mean, we're learning a lot of stuff here. It's really interesting when you're looking at the super chat and you see people go, oh, wow, I didn't know that. That's why we do these shows. You know, we do these shows because, you know, some people might know a little bit more. And I know that I always learn something uh, regardless if it's paramotor or not paramotor when we do these shows. And I love to do this because you always learn something. All right. Um, anything else? Did we miss anything else as far as questions? Or does anybody on the panel have any questions about anything? Angela wanted to, I guess Marcus asked about the uh, fly-in down in Florida, the fly for gauge. That is going to be uh, in Bowling Green, Florida, June 8th through the 11th. So come on down. You won't be disappointed. It's a great place to fly. Excellent. Now, I know that tomorrow over at pptshane.com, Paramotor Hangouts, you're going to be talking really in depth about the fly-in. Is there any way that you can tell us a little bit about the fly-in that isn't going to ruin your show tomorrow, but just give us an idea of how it was? Well, it, it was about the crossing the state of Florida. That's what it was. And so uh, I went down to, you know, participate in that and uh, see if we could get all the way across the state of Florida on a paramotor. And if we did or if we didn't, that's what we're going to talk about tomorrow. But regardless, it was a lot of fun. It was frustrating, 
it was challenging. It was just about any emotion you could possibly imagine <laughs> all wrapped into one. So that's that's uh, pretty much what we're going to talk about. And we're also going to talk about some safety things, maybe some things that happened. Did y'all uh, have to fly through a lot of air spaces when you're, I mean, just wondering. No, no. I mean, okay. we had to go around some, uh, we had to go around some airspace and some restricted flight under some restricted areas. But okay. Uh, uh, yeah, it was interesting. Okay, I'm glad that you brought that up too, Will. A lot of people may not know about the sectionals or how to read them. I mean, you go through school and you go through your sectional class, and that's a lot to learn. And a lot of times we really don't need to know it as long as we know that the airspace that we fly in is clear. So what I use personally uh, uh, of course, the Sky Vector. That's where you can find your your sectional charts online. But one of the apps, if you have an iPhone, the the Sky Fly High or the Fly Sky High, I can't remember which way it goes. But that particular app, one of the features that you can get, it's only like eight bucks or something, yep. is your airspace, and that is the most incredible way of flying. You have that uh, Sky Fly High set on your chest mount fly sky can, high. is it fly sky high fly yeah. sky high, right so you get the fly sky high app it's open and you have it set like this you can see all the different um uh, uh, air spaces you know it's like is that something i could fly in while you press and hold and it'll pop up saying see airspace or e to surface or whatever, and it'll actually show you in 3D. So as you're flying like this, it'll show you that you have, you know, 10 more feet to go higher, or you need to stay underneath something, or you have to stay above this particular uh, the shelf that you're on. It is the best app that I have used. Now I know that there are an Android apps that are similar because you can't get that unless you have an iPhone. Does anybody else have an Android phone that does something similar with this uh, Fly Sky High that we use. I know that Tucker got. I think there are still two or three people that have Androids. Mm -hmm. I think so. I think so. I know that Tucker was talking about it, and it's a free one that you can get. Does anybody know about that one? Because I don't. Because I'm a I'm an iPhone. Free one. A free, free. a free app. Because Fly Sky High is. Oh, for Android. Yeah, Flyers guy is paid. Does Gaggle work on Android? I'm not sure because Gaggle um, lets you do stuff like that and get the airspaces also. Okay, I haven't really delved into the Gaggle yet, but I do have it's, it. It's pretty cool. I actually used Gaggle on the cross country, and uh, a lot of people don't know that you can use Gaggle to plan routes um and it you know of course keeps track of your progress and and stuff but it's a pretty cool feature actually i didn't know it until just this weekend so for some reason my airspace isn't showing up on my fly sky high um, you have to pay for it i did that's what i don't understand it's showing blank right now huh that's the first time i've ever seen it do that i was going to show people what it looks like but it's it's not working that's why, because you want to show people. <laughs> That's right. So, so, so this is this is the map right here. So I can zoom out, and I can see all the airspace that's around me, right? <laughs> so if I press and hold this right here, I can see that I have Q 
from ground to 12766. But what is Q? You don't, you, we don't know about Q. What is that? We have, you know, we have G, we have E, we have A. What the hell is Q, right? So what is Q? Q is caution. Can I fly through that? Sure, but, you know, I got to be careful about that. You know, what's, because that is actually where they do um, skydiving. So if it's this right here, I, I know that something's going on from ground to 12,756. What is it? Well, that's the skydiving area. So obviously you got to check your notams because they're going to put the notams out there saying, hey, we're going to be doing some skydiving. Uh, be careful. So that's something that you can check. Uh, over here too, I can press and hold and I can see, okay, I got restricted from ground to 16,000. Uh, the rest of it doesn't make any difference. It's ground to 16,000. I can't go through it. It's restricted. So no big deal. I come over here too, and I can see that there's a shelf here. It's a seashelf, right? Now say your upside down wedding, um, wedding cake thing, right? So underneath 1800 feet is G airspace, right? G airspace is going to go up to what? 700 feet. After 700 feet to 1800 feet, that's E airspace. 1800 feet and above to C is C airspace up to 4300. And then above that is what? E airspace. Because we know that A airspace is above and it goes up to 18,000. So if you know your basic uh, understanding of your airspace. You know, the bad airspace I got around me. <laughs> you're kind of close. Pull back just a little bit. Um, yeah, it's showing, um, I'm just showing that it's got, there's a lot of bad airspace around me. Uh, all that red, yeah, is basically unflyable. I'm right here in this airspace, which is class D and it's ground to 2,500. Um, but you know, I can call the tower and they'll probably give me permission. So it's not a big deal. Exactly. So one of the things that we're talking about too is D airspace dropping down to ground. And I can mm -hmm. see right here that I have ground to 2800 is D airspace that, you know, I can't fly through, but above 2800 is D airspace, but it's not something that I have to worry about. However, I'm not going to go on top of this right here because, you know, you got airplanes going all over the place. So I try to stay away from things like that, even though I can legally go above it. I ain't going to do that. That's way too much airspace. I got to be careful about. So um, many different ways of learning airspace. And uh, Jeff Goen has put out an amazing video for airspace. If you get the opportunity, go over to Foot Flyer and pick up a copy. It's a DVD and it's the airspace and he shows it in 3d so you're looking at the sectional chart then it turns up and you can actually see it in 3d from the ground up and you can really understand what this is all about and i show my i give this to my, my students so they can understand what airspace is and they can really grasp the airspace so quick and that's actually how i grasp the airspace going has done an amazing job whoa Mike changed. Oh, I'm sorry. I bumped it. It's back. <laughs> yeah. All right. What, what are we saying right here, Will Fly? What you're saying right here, you were talking about class G going all the way up to 14,500 feet. Everything on this side of the shaded, the shaded side, that's where that's where it starts at the uh, 
1200 feet unless it's within that magenta shading which is up here then it's 700 feet but inside that that's where class g goes up to but doesn't include 14,500 feet that's how you know but that's why you don't see this blue shading everywhere on the map because it's it's you know it's prolific so prolific yeah, I, I, said right? <laughs> I, I, I got none of that around me no no and everywhere in the east is is it's we're all within the the on the blue shaded side so mm -hmm. yeah there you go the reason my um air zones wasn't working is because i've had the app open for like three months and that's so i close the app open it back up it's fine now <laughs> oh good yeah that's all it was um i see where's this uh, john wayne said it's not considered notums um, we still call it notums they used to be notice to airmen and now they change it to notice to air uh, missions um, i still haven't heard anybody call it notice to air missions we still call it air notice to airmen but i guess we need to change our binocular every once in a while so we don't say men and women i'm too old to change it will always and forever be a notum you know I still call the airport, but the, the airport facility directory and airport facility directory, but now they call them sectional or charts, chart supplements. I'm sorry, say that one more time, what? The airport facility directory, that's just a directory of basically airports for a region, mm -hmm. but they've changed that now to become sectional uh, chart supplements. And hmm. I don't know why they need to keep changing terms, just causes more confusion than anything, but. Well, let's see if I can bring it up. I think I paid for it on Gaggle too, because I ain't got no sense. All right. There's no reason why you can't have multiple apps that you enjoy. I know, right? I used to like the the PPGPS, but they don't ha have it anymore. The, I actually bought the uh, the paid version of uh, PPGPS. I really liked it because it had um, it had the burn rate of your motor how much you put in there as far as fuel and actually will show you how much fuel you're burning so it's actually you know your fuel gauge i wonder if this is going to show up it is way too bright pull it back just a little bit so we can see it's um maybe if i turn this light off no wow that looks just like pure white to you guys that's called imagine it's, it says waiting for takeoff. This is gaggle, um, but it is showing me the airspaces and it's, it's showing the route routing back to takeoff. So if you take off and get lost, you can look at this and it tells you, hey, this is where you need to go to get back to your LZ, which is pretty cool. And it shows over on the side what class airspace you're in and what it's what it is like ground to 2500. It's saying I'm in class D from ground to 2,500 and how much gas you got in your tank, you can put, you know, how much you usually burn per hour and it'll go, Hey, you know, you need to get some more gas. It's pretty cool. cool. Well, I think I'm going to have to look a little bit more into the gaggle. Wind, like wind direction. Oh, it almost showed up. Yeah. It shows wind right now. Southwest at nine miles per hour. Okay. I'm gonna have pretty to neat that it's got it all on one little screen there. Absolutely. Absolutely. Just wish it show up. It's just pure white on the screen. <laughs> That's no problem. Um, I think somebody did tell us what the Android version was, 
but I missed it. I think it said see you something. Did you guys catch it? I didn't catch it. If if you if you know the Android version of the Fly Sky High, can you please put it back in the chat? I missed it a little Showed bit. It on satellite, but it's still pretty bad. All right. Now Gaggle is what both Android and iPhone. Gaggle should be both, I think. And it's not that much to get the uh, the air spaces. I think it's like eight dollars a year or something like that. It's not that bad. Oh, um, so. the Fly Sky High is once you buy it, it's there forever. Yeah, I don't remember on the gaggle. I, I just bought it and because I was like, oh, this is a new app. It looks cool. And then I don't remember what it was. Okay, that's pretty cool. <laughs> Travis says gaggle gives away your secret LZs. <laughs> <laughs> it does tell there's a, um, I don't know if you can see anybody that flies anywhere around you. It shows their flights. You can actually play their fights. It'll show you and how high they went, how long they flew. Pretty cool. Ah, so you can. Nate Gill, 897 feet max altitude. He went 17.2 miles and flew for 44 minutes. That's neat. That's neat and scary at the same time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I turned my, I turned my, I changed the, you can change the privacy settings. Oh, okay. Now, let me ask you this, guys. If you wanted to tell your loved one, okay, hey, guys, I am going to go fly today. Uh, I plan on doing this particular route. And if you go to this particular link, you'll be able to watch me not only live, but in three dimensionals where you can actually open it up. You see where I am. You see me take off. You see me go in three, three dimensions. I can pan and turn around and see where you are to, you know, do you guys know about that? Because there's a secret on that one that you can actually do that. I've sent my link to my friends and family that want to know where I'm flying and they can watch me in real time. Do you know how to do that? And yes, it is free. Who knows about that? Let me know in the super chat. Um, before I tell you how to do that. Or does anybody else do something like that where they actually watch their flight in 3D? Will, do you do I any do. of that? I use, that's what I, I use Gaggle for. Okay. Yeah, it's really cool where you can, I mean, and when you say 3D, you mean 3D. I mean, you can kind of go all around it underneath you. Is that live? It. Is that uh, live, Will? Uh-huh okay now of course it's not you it's just a little dot whatever but um it's a fascinating uh concept and i'm certainly sold on it um especially what i like is you can go back and you know when you re you can replay your own flight and you can see it you know three-dimensionally and the like your altitudes as you increase and descend and it's just really cool are you talking about pendulum junkies? I'm just wondering. No, actually, oh, okay. no. Um, on the Fly Sky High, you can actually go to the settings and open up. Let me see where that is. Live tracker. So mm -hmm. I go over here and I go to live tracker. And now what I do is I put in my live track 24 account, which is also free. I put in my username and password. Please don't try to hack me. And now you can actually um, find people that are on um, 
the uh, the Livetrack24 website. So you go to Livetrack24, I think it's .com. Make yourself a free account. This is not my stuff. This has been out there for a long time. And it will automatically upload your flights. So now I can go to Livetrack24, grab my link for that particular flight that I'm going to fly that day, send it to my friends and family, and they can now watch me in live 3D where I am and watch me fly. So that's a way of doing it too, if you don't have Gaggle. You have to open the app for it to start recording or do you have to start the recording manually? Um, all you do, like uh, for example, if you want to open up your Fly Sky High, right? So there's different ways of doing this. So I can hold it this way vertically or I can go to the side and actually shows different um, different screens. I can actually move my screen to the side and I can add on different metrics that I want to see. Everything from taking a picture uh, to seeing my battery, uh, my ground speed, my wind speed, which way the wind is going. And I can add on all the different screens. Like I like this screen right here. So it has these different uh, options and it actually shows um, where I am. And then these screens right here are blank. So now I can press and hold and when I press and hold, doo -doo -doo, come on, you can do no, it. That's that's where that's where my Fly Sky High gets stuck right there. When I open oh. Fly Sky High, it takes me to that screen, and that's as far as I can go. There is a, um, it's a known issue that they're working on. Oh, okay. So before you're able to press and hold, and then it came up with pluses. And that's yep. how you can add on these different metrics. And they got all sorts of different metrics. Yeah. G-forces. Um, it even has the Vario on there. It, it shows everything. And you can also do that, too, by going back over here. So I'm going to hit stop. And I can go down. Sorry, where am I? I should be wearing glasses because I'm a grandpa. Um, <laughs> logbook and now i can see my logs of all the all the flights that i've taken as long as i've been here do, 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 just scroll 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 and then i can actually tap it boop, and now i can come up here to replay so i hit the replay and now i can watch me fly and see all the metrics where did i go did i hit any airspace how high was i when was it everything as I replay my flight from wherever it was that I did this. So it's really good. I guess it's kind of similar to Gaggle. Does anybody else do anything like that? I don't always watch my flight when I'm in the air. Yeah, this is on the background. So I will usually just open up my Fly Sky High, boop, and then I'll hit start, turn it off, put it in my pocket, and it'll do everything. Whenever yep. I start, it'll start. Whenever I land, it'll it'll end. Is that kind of like what Gaggle Gaggle's doing? Yeah, pretty much. You hit start and it waits for you to take off and then it starts recording. Yeah, Fly Sky High is much more configurable though. Um Yeah, I think so too. And I would that's what I would have used had mine worked properly. I'd used it pretty much that's all I used, um, but then it just stopped working. I like the groups they got in Gaggle, though. So if you fly with like three or four people, you can make a whole group and have all y'all in there at the same time. It's pretty neat. 
I'm shows a dot on the map where they are. <laughs> so you can go, oh, he's over there. <laughs> definitely going to have to look more into Gaggle. I've only flown with it a couple of times. Um, I guess you can find me. I mean, I'm on Gaggle as PPG Grandpa. So, you know, if you're on Gaggle, see if you can find me and see what see what I've done when I turned it on. I don't use it very much, but I will turn it on next time and, you know, I'll do more flights with it since a lot of people do Gaggle. Mm-hmm. Have we really been talking for almost two hours? Yep. Holy and we s- said it was going to be a 45 minute show. Man yeah. alive, I tell you. <laughs> this, I, I so love this. I mean, I really do. I love hanging out with you guys. I really do. Even though I'm completely exhausted, this is so much fun. I really do. I, I love this. This this is what I love to do. This is why I'm an instructor from sunup to sundown seven days a week. This is all I do, you know? So heart it's and soul. Okay. Heart I love and soul. it. We love it. Um, I had to remove my green screen because... Miss Molly, you know, I could hear her messing with I'm like, okay, this thing's going to go down. So I forget about it. So I know how to do all this. Pretty exciting. I see that um, spin the wheel already. Well, what did we do at the very beginning, Linda? What? Sorry, I missed We didn't do the spinning wheel of winning things. We did something else. What did we do? So you can tell everybody what we did. At the beginning, what we do, we talk about paramotors. No, when we gave away something, remember, remember somebody won this morning when we did this? Oh, do oh, Deweese. Yeah, she won. So yes. tell everybody what, what happened because we didn't spin the wheel, but how did she win? Oh, okay. She she listened to the secret code after the show. But we like we were on the air, but not on the air. But you could listen to the secret code. Like we we don't say it like right now. Okay, this is what it is. You have to stay on after and listen for the secret code. And then and then next week we're going to ask you, ask everybody in the chat, what is that secret code? Right. So. Right. Don't leave the cheeky. Don't leave the chat. I mean, we'll go away. Say bye bye. All that stuff, but we you can still listen to us and uh <laughs> listen for the secret code. So we have to let's, have let's to discuss secret, this. Let's go ahead and do the secret code right now. All right. So what we do is um at some point after I explained everything. Yeah, yeah. So what <laughs> we do is let's go ahead and just do it right now. That way, people that are listening right now, we got what thirty people okay. that are watching, and then we're also going to have the audio, and people are going to watch this later. Okay. On. A lot of people don't okay. watch this live. Did I answer it right though? Is that you what did sure I say? You did. You sure did. But we've I, been I mean, what, see, you can't just ask a woman like one question because you ask one question and then the answer will go on like forever we just keep i got one and adding things to it and what what <laughs> is your new what is the nickname for your new tandem trike oh oh okay that's good so i'm gonna write that down and we did say it so i wrote it down so next week all you got to do is is when i say what's the phrase that pays you're gonna be the first. <laughs> you're gonna be the first one in the Crazy. chat that writes down this word, and then you win something. So, like right now, Will um, is not doing the spinning wheel. 
Um, we have people in the uh, chat. Uh, we have people that are going to listen to this later on, and we give them these opportunities for people that are not watching live to still win something. And there's another way of still winning something. If you go to paramotorarkansas.com, make a free account. Make sure that you add your mailing address. And throughout the, the month, we just randomly pick somebody and we send them out some sort of prize. So you might just be getting something in the mail and be like, what, what, what is this for? It's because you made an account, a free account. You don't have to purchase. I still it. don't. Bill, so I still don't. You know, Bill, this one is tricky because we said it earlier. So you have to watch the whole show to remember the nickname for his tandem truck. I don't even. I don't even. Y'all remember. remember? Oh, come on. I think it was Camel Toe. Wasn't it? <laughs> <laughs> that was the winner from. Uh, yeah, that was our thing from last week. Remember that we wanted to see a camel, you know, get towed up in the air. So it's camel T.O.W. Right. We wanted to see the camel being towed. And that was our phrase that pays. And then this morning or this morning and when we started the podcast, uh, what, 10 minutes in or so, we said, all right, what's the phrase that pays? First one that puts it in there wins. And we'll just do it sporadically. That way you kind of got to watch the whole thing, you know? And uh, if you get it, if you know what it is, then next week when we do the show and we say, what's the phrase that pays, the name of my new tandem trike is the answer. Don't put it in the super chat. That's supposed to be you privately. You should know that. Um, anyways, uh, any other questions before we go? I can't believe it's almost nine o'clock already. Ten here, but yeah. <laughs> Will's like, man, I, where, did you pull off somewhere close to where you're going to be? Or are you just going to sleep in the van or what? I'm going to sleep in the van. Got another 300 miles to go tomorrow. Oh, damn. Okay, then. Well, have fun with that. Yeah, yeah. Thank be you. Cold? <laughs> oh, uh, screenshot. Oh, yes, oh, yeah. definitely. Oh. All right, let's do the screenshot. Um, are you doing one, Will, or am I going to do one? I got it. You ready? All right. No. Wait. Wait. Okay. One, two, three. We got it. You even got, got Miss Molly in it, laying on the couch. <laughs> remember last week, everybody wears, wore glasses. Yeah. Yeah. I put something on, you got to look at it. And I put something on, uh, on the reel, you know, on Facebook and it's also in stories. It's really funny. So you have to look at it. Excellent. <laughs> Cause we all um, had our glasses on. Right. So. Man, I had a blast. You want to get up with me? Uh, you can find me at uh, ppggrandpa.com or iflyparamotors.com. My name is Sean Simons. You can always find me over at my school, which is paramotorarkansas.com. Like I said, just make a free account and we just will, you might just get something in the mail for free. You know, I mean, we give away a whole bunch of stuff. I don't know why. Deweese uh, won this this morning, right? This morning. <laughs> okay, now you can see. Wow. The thing. Wow. Yeah, you're done. <laughs> there's the green this morning yeah there's the green there's the green i'm vanna vanna yeah, absolutely <laughs> if you want to talk to paramotors you can always text me at 501-747-3558 or if you want to learn more about the school just text or call me and we'll hook you up we also got scuba steve that does an amazing podcast on fridays 
and we got Will Fly that does a podcast with Shane. Uh, Paramom does a uh, just hangs back and lets her famous son do the podcast on Thursdays. So let's start with Will real quick and tell us about your podcast that you do on Tuesday, who you do it with, and the dot com so we can go there. You got it. So Paramotor Hangout every Tuesday, 8 p.m. on YouTube. Go to ppgshane.com. It'll take you right there. We talk paramotors or whatever other topic crosses our mind. It's kind of hanging out with your buds at uh, around a campfire at a fly-in. So, yeah, check us out. Oh, and uh, you can uh, catch my videos on YouTube. Just search for Will Fly, or you can go to willflyppg.com. Excelente. Um, next one in line would be Paramom because that's Thursday. So let's real quick uh, throw out the paramotorgirl.com. Check that out on Wednesdays. Yes, um, yes. Paramotor. Oh, yeah. Paraglidingtalk.com with my son, Robert Michaels, on Thursday nights. And we have Sean that will be doing the spinny winny wheel. So everybody get in the chat. We can uh, win some, win a cool prize and um, we always have really good conversation on there, even on the after show. It's really fun. So come join us on Thursday night, paraglidingtalk.com with Robert Michael. And then if you want to be a guest on my show, paramomusa.com. I would go right to my Facebook. And just I, you know, I think that's the first time you actually plugged yourself. That's awesome. Yeah. Thank you. Thank Congratulations. You. Thanks. <laughs> so happy now. Man, I'm just moving up like the Jeffersons here tonight. <laughs> Go. <laughs> Man, Excellent. I shock myself sometimes. I do those things. So now, see if I've been you. practicing. I just go in the mirror and I practice. So no, I'm just kidding. So thank you, chatters. All you chat. How many did we have in the chat tonight? 38 is what I saw. Nice. Yeah. Well, thank you so much, chatters. We appreciate you every Monday hanging with us. We absolutely do. So make sure you hang with us next week. We got a really cool guest. I'm not going to say who it is. It's always a surprise, but it'll be a lot of fun. So y'all do take Sean. Make sure you wait about 12 hours because he's going to be out. Just saying. That is very <laughs> true. That's very true. Everybody knows yeah. tomorrow there's no class. I'm so sorry. Um, I need some sleep real bad. But yeah. uh, also, too, real quick, uh, Scuba Steve. He does a vaping slash paramotor podcast on Fridays. Tell us a little bit about that and how do we go there? Yeah, uh, basically you can go to paramotordude.com. That'll take you right over my YouTube channel. We talk about vaping. We talk about flying paramotors and you know, it's called Scuba's Hangout. So there you go. So you got a paramotor hangout, then you got Scuba's Hangout. How can you forget? Yeah, and somebody said, what about Wednesday? Yeah, that's the... Um, Come on, Scuba Steve. You should know this. Um, girls just, just want to fly. Yeah, just want to fly. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> and, with, and, with, and what's the .com? How do we get to her uh, page? Or how do we get ooh, to her? Ooh, what is her .com? <laughs> Come on, it's similar to yours. I know. Oh, I know. Deweese is paramotorwoman.com, right? Right. right. There you go. Well, does that, I don't know if that links over there or not. I no, know what it doesn't. It is. That's hers. Remember, oh. remember, we're talking about this girl over here. Girl, here, girl, hint, girl. Okay. Paramotorgirl.com? There you go. Yeah. <laughs> uh, 
Paramotorcarl.com. You're as bad as me trying to remember yourself. Hey, I'm old. I got, I got, you know, I can't think of and fruit okay. scuba and fruit loops. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> fruit loops. All right, guys. Thank you so much. And thank you for, you know, keeping me awake just a little bit longer. Um, and that's a good thing because I love you guys. You, I love doing this podcast. I love teaching. I love paramotors. And I love trikes. Um, shout out to uh, Mark and Shanna down in Serenity Island at Nair Sports USA. And that helped me out to going down there. I'll be going down there again uh, to continue training because this was just too quick, unfortunately. So uh, I'll be back down to Florida pretty soon and hanging out with you guys. Y'all have a wonderful evening. Fly safe. And we'll see you next Thank week. Thank you. Good night.